0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, Two things I just want to mention uh, before we dive into our main kind of topic today. Uh, Two kind of side notes from our gospel that I think are important. Um, Today, there's a lot of people in the world, and there always have been when you study history. There's always people who think they can tell you when the world is going to end. And today we're in Luke 21. I hope you heard what Jesus said about that. Not my words, the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, when someone says to you, the time is now, do not listen to them. Do not follow them. In Mark chapter 13, Jesus tells us that no one knows the day of Christ's return. And he says, not even the angels or he himself. He says, only the Father. So when someone tells you, and I know sometimes they have good intentions, but when someone tells you there's a lot of books out there, there's a lot of preachers out there who say they know when the end of the world is, tell them to go back and read the Bible, okay? That's the first aside. Second aside, just really quickly, is that Jesus today... Tells us that if you're a real Christian. The world is going to hate you. If you're a real Christian. The world is going to hate you. I wish it were otherwise. Right? I'm one of those people who like. I have like. I'm a melancholic. Being a priest makes you have thick skin. Because after about your 50th hate letter. You just kind of get used to it. Um, but. If you've, never, if you've never ever upset someone because you're a Christian, that's a problem. If your faith has never caused friction, if it's never made people uncomfortable, I just want to challenge you about that. It's not that you have to be in people's faces. It's not that you have to be mean or rude or anything like that. But if you are living your faith, if you love him, the world will hate you. Okay. Don't you love that I get to give two sermons every week? It's awesome. Okay. So now our real sermon for this morning. Today's readings are all about judgment, brothers and sisters. All four of our readings are about Christ's return to judge the world. Uh, and generally, as Christians, we tend to fear that. And I understand why. I do as well. Um, as a priest... The gospel tells me that I have more responsibility than any of you. And that God will hold me accountable for the way I live my life. And so I get nervous too. But the main thing that at least two of our readings tell us today, and particularly our responsorial psalm, is that judgment is a really, really good thing. I know you didn't think that, you know, when you, maybe when you heard the readings, but let me, let me tell you why. So Hollywood gets this. Deep down inside each of us, what judgment is about, when Christ returns to judge the world, he will make things as they should be. Think about that. When Christ returns to his good creation, He will set things right. So Hollywood gets this. I was praying this morning, and back to the future came in my mind, which happens a lot in prayer. Just kidding. Um, But I was thinking about this, right? And each of us, there's something in the human heart and soul that just longs for things to be right, right? for evil to be no more, for injustice to be wiped out. And remember in Back to the Future, there's that awesome scene. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, you are not yet a mature Christian. Um, (laughs) But but in Back to the Future, there's that great scene, and uh, Marty McFly, right, is taking his mom to the the, uh, Enchantment Under the Sea dance, which I love that. It's so painfully awkward. It's awesome. And so he's taking his mom to the dance, And if you don't understand this, you have to go watch it because it's not creepy, believe it or not. But he's taking his mom to the dance, and Biff is the bad guy, right? Remember Biff? Right? Big, tough, bad guy. Looks a lot like me. Like, uh, we have a similar build. And Biff is up to no good, right? Biff is, uh, he's just kind of a, a villain. And it's that painful scene because. Marty and George, his dad, are, are powerless against Biff. And, there's, and the, the music changes, and, it's, and Biff is going to do something really, really bad, and you just can feel that tension. And it's one of the best scenes in all of Hollywood history, right? Is when George McFly, you know, kind of this nerdy guy, just decks Biff. It's like, and you just, I remember the first time you see it, and as a kid, I was just like, (laughs) like, I'm gonna go punch somebody at school tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But we feel right about that. Biff got what was coming to him. Brothers and sisters, that's what judgment's about. Judgment is about the world being put to rights. It's when things get fixed. Here's what my, well, one of my favorite scripture scholars says about this. He says, In a world of systematic injustice, bullying, violence, arrogance, and oppression, the thought that there might come a day when the wicked are firmly put in their place and the poor and weak are given their due is the best news there can be. Faced with a world in rebellion, a world full of exploitation, exploitation and wickedness, a good God must be a God of judgment. That's what judgment's about. And that's why the early Christians, so different from the way we think about the end of time, and the coming of Christ so differently from us, that's why they prayed that it would come. At every Mass, you'll hear the priest say, at every Mass, the priest says, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior. The blessed hope. Why? Because Jesus, when he returns in glory and majesty, Jesus will set all things right. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, in the first world, I think, but maybe just in all the world, I don't know, it's so easy to become numb to injustice. But we shouldn't be. There are horrible things in this world. Horrible things. And I hope you followed, you know, some of the things that are happening, like what Isis is doing. You know, ISIS recently has been crucifying people, literally. And the heart that loves God is a heart that loves justice and righteousness. Finally, the last thing that's so wonderful about judgment is that when God makes things right, He's not just gonna fix world systems and diseases. And, and really massive sins, He's going to fix me. Won't that be an awesome day? Right? When I look at my life, and I've, I've tried pretty hard, not as hard as I should, but I've tried pretty hard over the years to try to become the man I know I'm supposed to be. But I'm a long ways from it. And I'm going to keep working <laughs> I'll spend my, the rest of the days I have, however many there are, trying to become that man. But when Jesus comes, he will make me into who I'm supposed to be. That is why the early Christians prayed for the blessed hope of Christ's return. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, how are we to live then? How, what does this mean for us? How does a Christian live in the world? Uh, and one more thing, I forgot to mention this. One of, my, one of the things I look forward to the most when God judges the world, Isaiah chapter five has this great line. It says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Hear that again. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's happening a lot in our time. And I don't know about you, but that uh, just bugs me beyond belief. And I can't wait for the day when God says that right, when he says, no, 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 no. Abortion is not a good thing. And woe to those who call it a good thing. Right? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. God will set that straight. So how are we to live with this? When I was in seminary, and the basic point I want to make here, brothers and sisters, a Christian is someone who has one foot in both worlds. A Christian has a foot in this world because it's God's good creation. And you and I are called to live holy, just, upright lives here and now. But our other foot's in heaven. And that gives us hope and joy and peace. It keeps our eyes fixed on the right things. When I was in seminary, there's a, a chapel on campus and they have an icon. They have a bunch of icons. And one, and they're all hand-painted. They're beautiful. And one of them is Christ in Judgment. And it's this beautiful scene. It's this beautiful icon. And he has this book. He's holding a book. And he kind of has it open like this. And you can read it. And it says in there, it says, Forgive your enemies. I am coming soon. Forgive your enemies. I am coming soon. Our response is that you and I have the wisdom of knowing that the things that most people think are important are going to pass. They're going to pass. What really matters is the day that I stand before Jesus and my life is revealed for what it was, either for good or for evil. That's the moment that matters. And Jesus talks about this. We're at the end of our um, liturgical year. In two weeks, we'll start a new one uh, with the beginning of Advent. So here at the end of Luke, though, here's what Jesus says after our gospel today. And this is about our response. He says, take heed, right? Pay attention. Lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day will come upon you suddenly like a snare. We all know we're supposed to avoid big, evil things. Right? We all know that. You don't need me to tell you that on a Sunday. And I hope you're at that level. But you're called to so much more than that. Right? What Jesus says, you've got to stay awake you gotta pay attention. Because if, if you give yourself to the world, you'll fall asleep. You won't be ready for the day he returns. Right? So, Christians, practically, very practically, brothers and sisters, you and I know what matters. And there's lots of good things in this world, but if you give yourself to all the worldly things, there will be no space in your time, in your heart, or your mind for God. I know what you're thinking, you're like, Father Brian, the Broncos game already started and we're here. Right? Great. I really love that actually. I tell our sacristans, I'm like, one of these days they're going to have to move Broncos games because Lord's mass overlaps with the Bronco game and nobody will go. Um, There's nothing wrong with the Broncos. The Broncos aren't sinful. I mean, maybe some of the players are, I don't really know. But what matters is not the Broncos. And people live and die with sports and entertainment. But you are different, and you know better. Your life is not about comfort. It is not about entertainment. It is not about sports. Your life is about Jesus Christ and his redemption of the world. So Jesus says, watch at all times. Watch at all times. Stay awake. Know what matters. Have your hearts in heaven, right? In Matthew 6, Jesus says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's us. And so judgment's real. Christ will come, He'll set all things right, and you and I should be ready for it. And I want to leave you with this this morning. If you do that, brothers and sisters, If you're someone who knows what matters, right, how many people in our world, they know every Cubs statistic since they won the last World Series, but they've never read one of the four Gospels? I know it's not easy to just pick up the Bible. Believe me, I know that. But it's important. (laughs) It's way more important than any sports event. Christians are people who that that heaven lives and breathes in us. So if you do that, what's going to happen is you become a sign pointing to heaven. People who see you at work and who you hang out with, they will say, you know what, there's something different about her. She doesn't know about every TV show, but her heart seems to be somewhere else. And it reminds other human beings that they weren't created for those things. They were created for God. And so Jesus, we long for justice. Lord, we hope for the day you return and you make everything as it should be, where there's no more hatred and no more violence, where there's no more pride and envy and lust, where nations care about the poor. Jesus, we long for that day. We ask you to fill us with faith in you, to be men and women who live for that, who live for heaven. Jesus, in hope and faith, we await your return.